1: Hello and welcome back to the High and Tight podcast on Game Time CT, the baseball podcast for high school baseball in Connecticut. I'm Scott Erickson. We are joined as always by Peter Baga, Pete. Welcome back my friend.
0: I am so pumped that we are here. Uh, we Before we even recorded, I think we sat and talked for 45 minutes just about baseball. And I was like, we
1: should, we should start recording this. This is good stuff. But
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> I some mean... some gold in here. <laughs> some of our best stuff doesn't get recorded, but I mean, it's, it's just great to be back. Another baseball season here, I believe, 18, 19, 21, 22. This is our fifth season doing this show um so yeah. happy anniversary to us
1: oh um, so nice
0: yeah i mean it should be our sixth but 2020 didn't happen but yeah. five years of doing this we have an unbelievable you know fan base and and kids who listen to the show and coaches and it's
1: just great to be back for another year i love this i mean it's one of my favorite things and you're like can we record it i was like absolutely like <laughs> do you want to do it? wait till next week i was like no nah, let's do it now let's just get it just out, let's it just out. Get- like, We'll get like a next preview. Week we'll get some coaches, players on. We'll do all that stuff. But Pete and I wanted to hop on and just talk a little bit of baseball before the season starts. Season's supposed to start uh, Saturday. Uh, it's going to rain probably, but on the schedule there are games uh, tomorrow. So maybe we'll have to wait till Monday or Tuesday. But the, the season is ready. You've been to a practice. I've been to a practice. You were at practice the day after the basketball championships <laughs> first day it north was a beautiful haven.
0: day so i had to go out had to go see my guy coach romanelli the new coach over at north haven i'm pretty confident him and i crossed over playing high school baseball against each other at the jv level uh he went to a rival right. high school of mine on long island uh he probably doesn't remember me because i was not a memorable baseball player but, uh, you know, he's taken over that program that, you know, Bob DeMeo was the coach there for over 60 years, 900 wins, five state championships. So no pressure, Joe. Uh, we're hoping to have Joe on the show this year as well, but I went to go, I went to go see them, catch up with them and a couple of the captains. So it was pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. I and mean, I was at ward yesterday, uh, ward who is the number one team in the game time CT poll that came out yesterday. Um, they have such an incredible program and, you know, they. you would think, oh, they lost this kid and that kid from the state championship team. They're going to take a step back, but I don't know, man. They got 13 kids committed to college. Every kid who's coming out of the bullpen is committed to go play college baseball. Like, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's wild, and we would definitely talk about them at length that's, you know, either on this show or during the year because I definitely think they are a team that we need to keep an eye on, but with all that comes pressure.
1: Oh, lots, lots, of lots of pressure. Absolutely. I mean, and they had a little last year because they were highly ranked, but it's different once you win the state championship and then have to come back and do it again. So, and baseball is so hard. Like it's yeah. just such a hard sport. I think it's the hardest sport to play um, consistently and really well. So nothing is, is given, you know, and and then Ward's also like we'll talk about it later, but they're opening the schedule of just a brutal, brutal road trip, which is awesome. But also be really hard like (laughs) if you come out of that one and three or something like yeah not so awesome then but it still prepares you for the state tournament where they should find themselves regardless absolutely um let's start by taking a quick look at that top 10 poll uh again you can find the top 10 poll our 25 players to watch and our games to watch and storylines all on game time ct um and there's also you know softball coverage over there, lacrosse. If that's your thing, I don't think anyone who listens to this is <laughs> that but if you are, there's awesome lacrosse coverage by Mike Mornibayo. Um, who makes lacrosse fun, you know? <laughs> uh so let's look at that, let's look at that top 10. So when we start to look at the poll here, uh number one, uh, well deserved is, is Fairfield Ward. Uh they were 25 and three last year, one double L, and they bring a bunch of kids back and they reloaded with kids who were on JV last year, but have committed to college. So like we said, they have 10 kids coming out of the bullpen uh, or 10 pitchers, a bunch of them that are coming out of the bullpen that are all committed to college. Um, They're well-deserving of that number one ranking this year until someone knocks them off. Uh, And they do play a really, really hard schedule to start. Uh, Number two is Southington. They were the runners up last year in double L and from all indications bring back a lot of, Lot of talent this year. Um, I definitely considered putting them number one, but I just thought Ward deserved it. Uh, Windsor came in number three, they did pick up a first place vote. Uh, Windsor lost a bunch of kids from their 24 and one class L championship team, but it's always a strong program up there, and I don't know if they're going to reload quite in the same way that Ward did, but they're good. Uh, Staples comes in at number four. Seems like every preseason poll that Staples is ranked, but You got USC-bound Hero Wyatt pitching. You got Chris Zajak pitching. And you got a lot of really talented kids in the lineup. So Staples is four. Fairfield Prep picked up a number one vote. They are our fifth team. From all indications, they are loaded this year. And we think Fairfield Prep is going to be very, very good. Um, They've had a lot of success in the SEC tournament. We'll see if they can do it on a state level where they have not won since 1985. Uh, Number six is Newington. Uh, Newington lost to Southington in the quarterfinals last year. Brings back a lot of really good players, including one of my favorite players, Josiah Ross, who might be the fastest kid in Connecticut baseball. Uh, You know, had 20 steals last year, scored 30 runs. Um, Love that kid. Took him in our fantasy draft. Uh, And then number seven is St. Paul, the defending class S champions. Obviously, they've lost Ryan Daniels. Uh, They lost some kids to transfer. But they have kids like Devin Coolis back, and I think St. Paul will be solid again, especially playing out of the NBL. Number eight is Xavier at the SEC. Um, We think that they're going to be really good, too. They bring a lot of kids back. While they did take some losses, they bring a lot of really talented kids back. Number nine, Trumbull. Trumbull's always in the mix. They're one of those programs that they're always in the FCIAC playoffs. They're always, it seems like in the class double L quarterfinals or semifinals, they made the semis last year and they lost to Ward 4 one. And then the number 10 team is a team um, that I don't recall being in the top 10 recently, and that's law. Uh, but law's got really two really good junior pitchers and Hunter Hoxie and Declan Woboda. And I think law is going to be really solid. The SEC is obviously a great conference and they're going to have a tough schedule, but I like law. Pete, what, what do you think of the top 10?
0: What stands out just right away is you're seeing a lot of these, um, you know, kind of like, uh, I don't know how to explain them, but they're programs, right? You know, Ward, Southington, Windsor, Staples, Prep in the top five. It's like you cannot go wrong with any of those five. I am surprised to see Amity not here in this top 10. Yes, it has been a while since they have reached a state final, but this is, you know, that's a program that is consistently one of the best teams every year. They went nineteen. They were nineteen four last four year. Last year. yeah, 19 like four. <laughs> you know, like okay, I'm like looking at certain teams. Um, you know, a couple stand out that kind of are head scratchers. Uh, Newington at six, I think, is really high. I think they're a super talented program. Brandon to Southington, who went to the finals. Um, so there's no shame in that. I think I don't I think I voted St Paul 15th in my preview in my in my preseason poll because though I do know they have a lot of talent I you know I I didn't vote them they were number three last year in the final poll and I, I don't think I had them in my top 10 uh just because of the right. road it takes for them to win a state title as a private school um Xavier. Again, kind of like Prep and St. Paul in a way, where they're gonna have kids that are coming through that we don't know who they are yet. They're gonna be competitive. Trumbull always in the mix, like you said. They always win, they're always good to win a couple of games in the state tournament. Uh, ran into ward in the semis. I mean, they were, you know, one game away from going to the finals. Law, very interesting, but when you have two top pitchers, like you mentioned in Hunter and Declan, like you're dangerous, especially in the SEC. They're a class M school. That's gonna benefit them. Really well, having two arms. Um, it's interesting seeing some of these teams. You know, I like St. Joe's this year. I think they have a lot of talent. Uh, Maloney get no love after going to the uh, the L finals last year. Uh, I think East Catholic's going to be good. They're going to be in the mix. Hand is always good. I love Notre Dame West Haven. They have the two guys big, the two big guys back um, in Kevin uh, Malusky and um blanking on the other kid's name, but they are studs. Notre Dame made a run to the L semifinals last year. They have a lot of those guys back. Woodland get no love either. I mean, Belcher's back. So I think there's so many good teams. And you mentioned it in your poll. Only two teams that were ranked in the preseason poll last year, finished
1: the season in the top 10. So And Windsor, which only lost one game, got zero votes in the preseason poll last year. Yeah. So, Baseball is obviously, everyone that's involved with baseball knows that teams can come out of nowhere. Teams that are ranked high lose a few games or a pitcher goes down or, you know, you get some bad luck here or there. And baseball is funny that way. It's not like the other polls where it's like, when I do girls basketball, most of that top 10 is, is the top 10 at the end of the year. You know, you have six or seven teams every year that go from the preseason to the final poll. Baseball is not like that. It's a crazy sport. Um, and it's, that's one of the reasons why I just love this. I love high school baseball.
0: (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be a good one. And there are going to be players that we're going to see and teams that are going to kind of come out of nowhere, not nowhere, but they're going to just start rising and you're going to be like, Oh, they're eight. No. Oh, they're nine. And oh, they're 10 and oh, Oh, they're making a run in the playoffs. Like, you know, you look at the ECC, there's not one ECC team in this top 10 and Fitch is always a monster. Apparently East lime is really good this year. I don't believe there's an SWC team in this top ten either. Uh, A lot of good stuff coming out of Bethel. Uh, Massic is always competitive. Uh, Newtown is defending. Yeah, Yeah. Weston is a good program. So, like a lot, and then obviously New Fairfield. Um, So there's a lot of stuff coming that's gonna. We're gonna see it all kind of shake out in the first couple of weeks of the season. Um, My only issue with the poll with with baseball is. You know, a lot of people vote in it like it's football. And I remember last year when Ward lost to, they lost to someone in the regular season and I, they lost to Ridgefield and yeah. I didn't budge. I kept it's Ward like, as the you know, number one One run team. game, yeah. Yeah, I was at the game. I kept Ward as the number one team and I never flinched. Every week they were the number one team in my poll because I just thought they were the best team. And I think with baseball voting, that's a little bit different than football voting. And uh, I was proven to be correct. I was, I think, I think <laughs> Ward lost two games in one week, and I was voting them one. And one of our coworkers was like, "How? Who? How is Ward still getting number one votes?" And I was like, "It was me. They are the best team. It's baseball. You have your best team on the field once out of every three games. That's how baseball works." Okay, right. you're judging a team because they had their exactly. You're judging a team because they lost with their number three or number four on the mound. I mean it's it's hard it's not easy voting in this poll but thank god it all always shakes out towards the end of
1: the year and if you're playing and i mean we've seen teams go undefeated in the fc like sec but it's so hard and like so many things have to go right for you and it's just it's a crazy run you have to go on to be undefeated in baseball when you're in a big conference you know we see it in the smaller conferences sometimes but when you're playing these big boys every day, and every team has college commits, and every team has kids who are throwing in the 90s. Like, when we talk about that top 25 to watch list of the kids that we put on that list, almost all of them we put college commits. Some of them are juniors that haven't committed yet, some are seniors that haven't committed yet. But we left off kids, I left off multiple kids who, in the prospectus, says he's hitting 90 something on the radar gun, he's throwing this. He's going to play at this college. And it's like, we can't put them all on there. I could make a top 50 list and still leave kids off because baseball in Connecticut has gotten so good in the last 10 years and the last two or three years. It's off the charts. The amount of kids that we have that are going to play division one or college baseball somewhere.
0: Yeah. I mean, the 25, of the watch list is just a list of like a third of the college commits in this state. Um, it's absurd it's absurd i mean you look at it and you're you know i'm just looking at it now here at the bottom of the list you got hero wyatt is going to usc and you're like oh wow staples has a kid going to usc yeah by the way their other pitcher is going to play at the university of indiana like that's awesome and then you look and you just look at the different schools and it's not just FCAC, it's not just scc or swc connor lane from the shoreline is going to uconn he's unbelievable as a baseball yeah. player, as a catcher, he's hitting 90 on the gun as a sophomore last year. And you look at some of these teams, like a kid like Kyle Kip. Kyle Kip might be the best pitcher in the state. I don't know how West Hill is going to do this year. They've had much more talented teams the last two years. We'll see what this group is made of. But they still have Kyle Kip, which makes them dangerous every single, which makes them, you could argue, the best team in the state every time he's on the mound.
1: And then their second pitcher is Eric Osterhaus, yep. who is, is a six foot three Fordham commit. So it's like their second pitcher is really good too. Like we'll yep. see what their lineups like, but you're gonna have to scratch out a few runs if you're gonna beat these yep. teams, beat a team like West Hill with those two kids on the mound. And yeah, there's kids all over the place like that. With the one kid on that list that I'm most excited to see how he does coming back from the injury is is TJ Wynn up at East Catholic. Yep. Uh, you know, pitcher slash first base. Um, It's not easy to come back from that injury, obviously, but kids do it nowadays. Um, I thought East Catholic would have been really good last year with him. They took a little bit of a step back, obviously, from what they were with Frankie and the state championship team, but I think they're going to come back this year and and be pretty strong up in the CCC. Yeah, uh, TJ is the one who stands
0: out the most to me on this list of a player that I absolutely have to see. I mean, the last time he started a game in high school was the Class M semifinals. And that's uh, right. Yeah. And he pitched masterfully in that game, uh, led them to the finals. And then obviously Frankie did his job. Um, So I'm really excited to see TJ. And to be honest, I'm really excited to see Griffin Polly award. Uh, He's a kid who did not pitch for the majority of last year. Right. Played third base DH best bunter in the state. I will take no Griffin Polly slander, Um, you know, but he pitched really well down the stretch when he came back. And I'm excited for him to take over. Look, there is a big hole on that Ward team, and it's not just in the lineup, and it's not just on the mound, but it's in the heart. It's in the emotion. It's in what's going to make this team run, right? Zach Roderick is at Merrimack, and Zach was the heart that made that team go. And I'm really interested to see which Ward player is going to step up. It could be Polly. It could be Larson. It could be Galvin. It could be one of the kids who was on JV last year. Um, so I'm really excited to see that because, you know, coach, coach, coach Connor, you know, they, that ward team under Connor, like they thrived off of that, that energy, that, that rah, rah guy, even Roman DiGiacomo kind of had it as well. Um, am so yeah, really, and it's, it's one chastise. thing to be a
1: talented player. It's one thing to be a talented player, but it's another thing to have that bulldog heart that those kids yeah. had where it's like, you're not beating me. Like, yeah. I don't care what you do. You're not beating me. Yeah. Like that's, that's not taught. That's just yeah. something that those kids had.
0: And you kind of look at some of this list, like my guy, Ian, uh, Ian, uh, Eli Fangilio from Windsor. I love, love Eli. Just quick little story about him. Really good center at football and a very good swimmer on the Windsor swim team. And I did not know that. Yes. Very good swimmer uh, for Windsor. And, you know, they lost a lot, you know, May- Mason Glickman, Uh, Jonathan Lattimore, like those were the guys, you know, Lattimore was the heart of that team behind the plate Glickman as, you know, on the mound at third, like, and now, okay, it's Eli's time. It is Eli's time to be the guy. So I'm excited to see these players now stepping into the shoes, the big shoes that were left in front of them uh, or before them. So I'm really excited to see who are those guys who are going to kind of come into their
1: own there. Yeah. And like you said, there's guys that are not on this list who we're going to be talking about at the end of the year as being some of the best players in the state. Probably, you know, like we know that certain guys will maintain that all through this year, but there were guys last year that stepped up and through the season, where all, all of a sudden we started talking and we're like, Hey, what about this kid over there? Mm-hmm. Like he's, he's throwing up huge numbers. He's dominating. I mean, talk about the kid, the pitcher from Danbury Ditchler, like you nine and O last year won some huge games in the state like dominated was awesome. like, i was
0: at palmer field he dominated xavier with a lineup a very very talented lineup uh including drew crone shout out to drew got his first couple of rbis for uconn the other day against hartford um you know, him and ryan daniels are getting playing time there which was just incredible to see
1: that's the other thing that pete and i've been talking about over the last couple of weeks is we you know we follow these kids when they go to college and there's so many kids from connecticut now Who aren't just going to play in college? They are playing really well in college, and they're they're starring on their team. Uh,
0: So let's just talk about Matt Scott then, because Matt Scott, our player of the year, he's like
1: the best pitcher. He's like the best pitcher of the pack.
0: Pack twelve pitcher of the week last week goes eight innings. Eight innings of shutout ball. I watched his first start. I forgot where I was. I was at a game. It had to be maybe a championship game or whatever it was. And I was sitting there, and I just threw it on my laptop, and I was watching it. And here he is pitching in the Pac-12, his first start. Didn't go as great as he wanted it to, but he looked like he belonged. And then you start looking at his stats, and you're like, holy crap. Like, I mean, he's got three years there. So, you know, a- a- anything's possible. But it's just so great to see uh, these kids. Chad Knight is killing it up at Duke. He came back from injuries, hitting the absolute cover off the ball. So it's really nice to a little see.
1: bit of a – Hofstra, West Virginia, last week, and Kevin Brueggemann from yep. North, uh, from Trumbull hits a home run. Uh, you know Zach from New Canaan, uh, Zach Rampin from New Canaan, is the catcher for for West Virginia. Like it's awesome. Yeah, all it's kids awesome. that we talked about on this show at
0: length, and uh, it's really great to see. I'm going to ask you a really weird question though, and I don't know if you're going to yeah. want to do it, but who is your maybe prediction? Let me get three players who you think. Uh, could be the player of the year and then one dark horse?
1: Ooh. Three players who could be our player of the year. I'll start with Kyle Kip. Like, he has the ability to just dominate everybody. He dominated everybody last year. His ERA was below one. Like, he struck out 90 kids and 15 innings or whatever it was. I'll take him number one. Uh, I'm going to go with Garrett Larson, the shortstop from Ward um he's one of those kids that can jack a home run and then the next time bunt and then steal bases and he's also a great shortstop uh so i'll go with him um oh oh josiah ross my dude up at newington like that guy i'm ready for him to have a huge year so i'm gonna pick him and then my dark horse Ooh, a dark horse to be the player. Let me just take a quick look at my list here. <laughs> I got I I I a whole list.
0: Of, I gotta have the oh dual man, screens I, up. I,
1: I, I, gotta, I got a whole list of kids here. Here's a dark horse for you. Kyle Garbowski, New Fairfield. Pitcher, shortstop, six foot three, Quinnipiac, uh commit. You know, hit 360 last year, pitched really well. Uh, maybe he has a, a just an awesome huge year up in the SWC. So he's my dark horse. Wow. okay, how about you? so, so you're three and then your dark horse, so
0: you took my dark horse not as a dark, horse. oh, really? You took my dark horse oh. not as a dark horse, which i'm 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 a little disappointed that that you okay, did go ahead. that's fair, that's fair. so mine I'll, I'll, I'll pick three others. Uh, I think hero Wyatt, I mean, this kid might be the best player in the state, hands down. He has the best stuff. Scouts are going to be flooding to go watch him pitch for Staples this year. I think he is he's just going to be really good. Um, <clears throat> I wanted to take Kip too, but I won't. Um, <laughs> <It's
1: too easy. laughs> another top
0: player. Um, excuse me, God, you took my guys. Um, uh, so this is harder than I thought. <laughs> you
1: should have let me. I should have just went first, <laughs>
0: I should have just went first and <laughs> taken everybody. But I'm gonna go with Ryan, uh, pre uh, Zano from Fairfield Prep. Wake Forest, Pezziano, yeah, Preziano, really good player. Pitch hits, plays the infield. Uh, I think he is really. One of the guys, if Fairfield Prep has a really good year, I think it's going to start with him. Uh, so that's my second one. My third one, oh, this is tough. And this, this, gonna, you know what? This is going to pain me as uh, as Mr. Anti CCC. <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to go, I'm going to go with Colin Crowley, the shortstop from Southington. I think he's really talented. Uh, the coach loves him up there, thinks he's one of the best players in the state. Uh, I'm excited to see, right, that sophomore to junior year is the big one. I like him there. Uh, and then my dark horse for player of the year, I'm going to say TJ Win. I saw that kid oh, I lo- oh, I so love many that. times great. as a sophomore. And so
1: you're going with two CCC kids. Though. I'm going with two Look CCC at you, kids. Look you, Mr. CCC. I know, CCC. I know. New
0: year, <laughs> new me. Um, but I think TJ, if he could get back to that level that he was as a sophomore and the, obviously he's two years older, he's coming back from the injury. I really think that he is an absolute stud and I think, you know, he's going to be the leader of that group. And I think it's going to start and stop with him. Um, I was going to take Garrett Larson as my dark horse, uh, just cause I love Garrett Larson is one of my favorite players to cover and Like I think he's going to be that guy that fills that void for Fairfield Ward. I've seen that kid get hit in the face with a ball like four times and he has never come out of the game like uh, against West Hill. He got popped in the face against uh, Trumbull. I think he got popped in the face Um, in another game. He got hit with the ball where you thought he was going to come out. Guys are getting warmed up. He's pushing him back. He's like, no, no, I'm good. Like, I mean, that West Hill game, which they won at cubeta in extra, Broderick versus Kip. It was an unbelievable game. There was a throwdown in like in between the innings. And all of a sudden, I turn around and Garrett Larson's on the floor. And I'm like, so I'm up in the press box. I'm like, what the hell happened. Um, you know, it was the throwdown. It hit him. He got up, waved, you know, he talked to the trainer, talked to Brett, waved waved off the other guy, went, played a great game. the rest you know, the rest of the way, helped the team win in extra. It was like, uh, he was going to be my dark horse, but you made him one of your top three. So I guess I can't pick him as a, my 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 dark horse now. But there's so much talent. And you know what? It's probably going to be one of the guys we haven't even met.
1: Exactly. It's yeah. going to be someone that we don't even talk about. Um, I understand that we are going to do a draft with our guests every week. We are. Uh, of something fun to yes. do. Uh, so there'll be a different topic every week. Pete and I are going to get it started this week. Uh, without a guest, but we're gonna have a, a draft. What's what draft are we do in this week?
0: We're gonna do the best plays in baseball. So it's going to Ooh, be I like that. yes, like it. it's going to be a snake draft. So if you go first, then you go like fourth or whatever it is. Uh, yeah, I put our yeah, names. Yeah, yeah. I put our names in a randomizer. There's only two, so <laughs> Sorry, two the <laughs> the first pick goes to Scott. Then it'll go me, then me, then Scott. Then Scott, and we're going to go that way. It'll be a lot more fun with uh, with a guest, <laughs> but <laughs> but we're going to get it started now. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do five best plays in baseball. You could get specific with it; it could be kind of broad, but uh, you know, I, I like I want to stick to plays like an action. Yeah in the game yeah. but you can get like a little specific uh a little specific with it if you want but not like so-and-so is pitching and so-and-so is hitting and it's number no, one, no no number no two, just, no no general just yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: are you ready with the first overall pick yeah i'm gonna surprise you with what it is because everyone thinks it's gonna be a home run right no suicide squeeze Ooh, you get a third, a runner from third breaking for home. Kid has to get the bunt down, gets the bunt down, come the slide guy comes sliding in, suicide squeeze, number one pick.
0: Clearly, you were at Fairfield Ward practice yesterday because <laughs> they do that more than anybody that I've seen, especially in big spots. And my guy Griffin yeah. Polly does it. All right. So with the number two pick, I am going to take strikeout looking. Like a pitcher getting a guy looking on a strikeout. I love that. There's nothing better than hitting it on the corner. The ump does the pump. And before the batter even knows what hit him, the ball is down at third base getting thrown around. With the third overall pick, I'm going to go with the home run. I mean, it is one of the coolest things that you can do. Uh, I did it once in my entire life, and it was awesome. Like, over the fence, because when you got to run it out, that's exhausting. So, home run over the fence. <laughs> you get to jog around a little bit. Everyone's clapping for you. You're like, yeah, I'm the man. Problem for me. My dad brought me in the next inning to close the game, and I blew it, and we lost. So, Scott, you're up with the fourth pick.
1: Do I get two picks or just you one? Get,
0: you get get You get two.
1: Okay, my – first one is an rbi triple because you're driving in a run you're going to slide head first in the third you're going to get up you're going to celebrate with your dugout you're going to celebrate with your third base coach i love triples rbi triples especially okay. are my favorite so i'm going with that as the fourth pick and then woo, i'm gonna go with a great outfield catch like a diving superman saving runs outfield catch as my number five pick
0: okay those are all very good uh I'm gonna stick with one that I I had already picked but it's going to be different but it's going to be strikeout swinging right when you get okay. as a pitcher <laughs> when you get a guy when you get to pull the string on a curveball down in the dirt and you get that batter biting oh catcher picks it up maybe they tag him you know just to be sure love that and then with my with the seventh overall pick um oh I love me some triples I love. You know some extra base hits, but I'm going to take a nice scoop at first base.
1: Ooh, a nice
0: clean scoop by the first baseman. You know, not ideal, but the first baseman with the nice stretch reads it right, scoops it, maybe holds it up in the air like a hockey goalie. Like ooh, ooh, ooh look what I just did! That is so freaking cool.
1: And it looks easy, and it's not. It's not. It's not. It is not, not you, should, <laughs> you should watch
0: me. You should watch me play softball. It is not that easy. <laughs>
1: all right my my next two and then you get one last one yep i'm gonna go five four three double play hot shot to third right to second right to first bang that one out five four three double play uh that's mine and then one more i'm gonna go with the stolen base just a straight stolen base like you read the pitcher, you get a good jump and you're in there
0: all right My last one, I was, you know what? I was going to be boring and just go with a lovely sacrifice bunt. Like give yourself up, move the runner over team guy. You get to hit the helmets on the way and everyone's picking you up because you did your job, but you kind of turned me on the double play. Get it. Turn double play. Boom. I'm going to take an outfield relay to a cutoff and thrown out at the plate, like a nine, three, two out at the plate. You know, that, is, for right that, field. Is, that,
1: that that could easily have been the number one pick. That is I mean, that's
0: the best. There is nothing. You work on relays all the time. You work on relays all the shoot time. You shoot a
1: guy at home from the
0: outfield. Oh, oh it's, it's incredible. So I'm going to go with like a nine-three-two <laughs> put out at the plate for my final yes. pick. That was a good draft.
1: Oh, that was great, man. That, you thought it wasn't going to be fun. That was totally fun. <laughs> and we have people on. When we have coaches and stuff on, it's going to be more fun. When we have three people doing it. Uh, all different topics. If you have a topic that you want us to to, to do, send it in. Yeah, let us know. What are um, uh,
0: before we wrap up because we're going to talk about guests? What what are some guests that you want to have on this show? Let's speak it into existence.
1: Speak it into existence. Yeah. Um, I mean, I'd like to have my dude Josiah Ross on if I can get some <laughs> players on here, uh, coaches. Obviously, we want to talk to Brett Conner. You know, it's always fun to talk to to Jack McFarland. Um, Got to get Romanelli yeah. on from North Haven. Romanelli, yeah, from on. North Haven. Absolutely. Travis is always great from hand. I'd love to have Sean Ratchford on, actually, from Danbury. That guy has a wealth of baseball oh knowledge. God, He's been around so forever, much. and we've never had him on the show. So you know who we've never had Sean on? Sean Ratchford the- from Danbury. That's what I want.
0: You know who I really want to have on the show, and I don't think it'll ever happen? Sal Capola from Amity. I love Sal. Sal's one of the best well, coaches Sal in baseball. Was, uh,
1: was Sal on that round table? No, or... Sal, no, Sal could not make it. They had
0: a game that day that got rained out the night before. I'd love to get That's Sal right. on. Uh, There's okay. so many good coaches in this state that I'd love to have on. What would be like a, like a big guess, like your unicorn? Not like maybe not connected to high school baseball right now, but maybe once before, like your unicorn guess. Let's speak that one into
1: existence oh man you know who i'd like to have on i wrote a story about him last year uh he plays with savannah bananas now from new milford high school jackson olson that's yeah. what we got to get we got to get jackson on
0: we got to get jackson dude on.
1: was so great with his time last year has a million followers on tiktok <laughs> and he plays for the bananas and he just is an all around great he played guy at like, new
0: milford was a coach's all-state selection and he played for at the new university,
1: milford and he played at the university of hartford too
0: yeah when they were division one uh, he would Who's be yours? awesome. Mine. Ooh, you know, who I'd love to have on we probably should have done this two years ago because it would have been fun, but he wouldn't have done it because of potential NCAA violations, um, would be Jim Penders. I think Penders would be awesome to have on this yeah. podcast. And the only reason I say that about two years ago, so his son played for East Catholic, obviously Hank. And, but Frankie was a commit to Yukon. So right. I don't know if he would have been able to talk about Frankie while he was on the show. You know what I mean? Because of, I don't want to. You know, it yeah, would have to be more of a general talk. I think. Yeah, but I would yeah. love to have Jim Penders on. We had Jim Mora on the football podcast, uh, which was really fun. So I'd love to get Penders on. Uh, any any of the college coaches, Shea at Southern, would be really cool. Uh, you know, his kid played at Notre Dame West Haven, so he knows. You know, high school baseball in Connecticut. Obviously, he recruits it as well. Uh, but I would love to get them on. I think that would be a
1: lot. And when fun. you look at Fairfield, Quinnipiac, their rosters, Southern, they're all, yeah. all Connecticut kids. I mean, yeah. mostly Connecticut, kids, not all, yeah. but I, a, well, lot a lot ooh, of Connecticut kids. A lot of Connecticut kids doing really well there. I think we too. get
0: like Kirk Casale on, you know, when he's not busy playing in the majors. That would be awesome. <laughs> or <laughs> like Matt that Barnes. That would
1: be incredible. They're the only player from New Canaan to ever make the MLB, Kirk Casale. Yeah. Let's, let's go with get,
0: him. You know, let's get – if Bethel, if Bethel gets out to a really good start this year – I will reach out to Matt Barnes because Barnes from Bethel played at Bethel was all state for us when he was at Bethel, obviously went to UConn is in the big leagues. Now if Bethel gets off to a hot start, I think we try and track down Matt Barnes to
1: get him on the show. I think Barnes donated a lot of stuff to the Bethel little leagues, wherever, but we had a youth tournament up there last year with my son's team and his, his picture is like on all the batting cages and like, thank you to Matt Barnes for this yeah. and that. And I think he must've made a huge donation to the thing. And, He's always been really connected back to Connecticut. Yeah. A lot uh, of the guys has, are. So it's really cool. Done well in MLB, yeah. All yeah. right.
0: So some uh, are- so we,
1: and we hope that some of these guys someday are playing in the majors. You yes, know, so don't you know, don't don't forget about us when you guys make it big. No, don't forget about <laughs> Connecticut. Um they usually like to talk about it, how they played Northeast baseball yeah. and played in Connecticut and came out of here. Uh, But this was really fun to get back on the air with Pete. Uh, I know Pete's enjoying it. And we're going to be back every week. Um, We'll decide on a day, but we'll be back every week and talk about baseball all season. We're excited to see you. We're excited to see your games. Uh, Reach out to us with any ideas that you have for us. Uh, We're just happy to be back. Okay, for Pete, I'm Scott. We'll see you next time on High Love you all.